0: Majors, I'm Brian Costello.
1: I'm Jim DeSanto, and I am Marshal DeSanto. No?
2: You're not no. a federal
0: agent, no. 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 And actually that's a crime to yeah. try so, to, oh, I, to yeah. impersonate I a
1: federal officer. I am not actually a federal marshal.
2: We just got a red warning on the Facebook Can screen. I be
1: can I still be major? Says, major DeSanto?
2: However, that is not illegal. However, the joke was terrible. So there you go.
1: I didn't know that Facebook was filtering for that now, too. Yeah,
2: humor. It doesn't filter for political content.
1: It
0: just filters for our podcast. Uh,
2: Russian bots. (laughs) Uh,
0: So today we are looking at the Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones thriller, The Fugitive. But first, as always, we answer the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode what does everybody have in store for us
2: i have a new to me bourbon which i think is actually new this year from larceny it is their barrel proof um Ooh. and it is it's pretty is this what you awesome. were drinking the other night that was yeah. so yummy yeah it's very good
1: yeah it's very I, smelly it's
2: good. it's on the sweeter side it's a, it's a weeded bourbon yeah
1: it's so a less rye more wheat mm. it smells like sugary mm-hmm. sugary goodness uh, Katie's drinking a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, and apparently I shattered my glass. That's oh, that's that dangerous, is dangerous. Dangerous business. That's We're gonna have to precarious. put it into the big shot glass. Okay. Uh, luckily, we have backup vessels.
2: It could be because you're just smacking it on <laughs> the other glass. Were you trying? to... She was to like, like, "Let me re- pour yeah. this." Cheers. Let me thought
1: that was reenact badly. <laughs> the murder
0: sequence of Dr. Oh, <laughs> Richard Kimball's wife. Oh, I don't like um, OK, and I am drinking uh, Great South Bay Therapy Session IPA. Very nice. It's
1: very um, that feels very European.
0: Yeah, yes. it feels very. Uh, Flags. And this comes um, courtesy of the Great South Bay Brewing uh, in um, New York on Long Island. And it was uh, a gift from Mr. Craig Goldberg. So I thank oh, him. Thank you, for- Craig Goldberg that um all right fact check when we were last mm-hmm. with you we discussed the Spike Lee Netflix film the Five Bloods uh we like most regular people who watch the film uh were not overly thrilled
1: with it and try to soften the edges
0: here a little bit uh since that time i just have to say i have been shocked at some of the commentary that i have seen written about it including a campaign being started to nominate the film and its actors for oscars yeah for their performance. No, I I could see
2: I could see Delroy Lindo getting a nomination for the for his role in that. I mean
1: that's so hard though to nominate an actor within a film that isn't good. That one piece that he It's very good. That one piece is is very good. It's very compelling. That one piece is very good.
0: Listen, I love Delroy Lindo and Mm -hmm. I'd love to see him win an Oscar. I just don't this is this would turn into like those to me, an example of when actors who deserve Oscars get them for performances that don't deserve. Oscars. I don't know.
2: Critics love this movie, so I don't know what
0: Are you there know. Two
1: versions. Did we maybe see the unedited version? I, I,
0: I I was at a loss when I was I, I did. I doubled back and I started reading some reviews and commentary on the film and people were going on on how it was a stunning portrayal of American imperialism and how it huh. was the exact film about race relations in America. We need now. And I wondered if they were watching a different film.
1: Yeah, did they actually watch the whole thing? Uh, it could have uh, been. It could have been listen, all of that.
0: Maybe like have I would have written that before I watched the film. Yeah. Because everything about it. And then they put, again, a bad Cinemax 1 a.m. action gold heist
1: storyline. The- we're watching the trailer playthrough right now, just the visuals of it. And the trailer looks awesome. Like we watched this trailer and we're so excited for this movie. It looks amazing. And
0: Uh, then, uh, yeah, now let let me be very clear, though, just finally comment about this. If this film were to win awards in the Oscars, I won't complain about it because of all the crap that has won Oscars in the past. Does Spike Lee deserve an Oscar for something? Sure. He does. Does Delroy Lindo? Sure. Do a lot of these other actors we like, yes, there have been way worse examples of people winning stuff for stuff that wasn't good. They probably should have won Oscars for other movies. Yeah. Spike Lee probably should have won an Oscar for do the right thing. And he didn't. So if he gets it for this movie,
2: so be it. And I'm willing to say like, maybe I didn't get it. Yep. And, and revisit it at some point in the future. There's definitely, um, you know,
1: yeah. So, I, I, I don't will, know. We'll I will.
0: I, I will never revisit it. No, but probably if it not. When something I don't, more I don't feel like I need to. Um, right behind my shoulder. The Vince official. Vin-
1: Vince. Vince is right behind your shoulder. You're cutting out Which, on us. Hold on a second. Oh, give it. Give it a minute me? to catch up. Mm-hmm. Okay, now try. Do you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can okay. You hear
0: good. Now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was today. Announced as the New York Times bestselling book coming in at number two on the bestseller list.
1: That's amazing. Well done. So, we're very well thrilled.
2: done. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: I'd like to thank Kyle Mills. people who were able to come to the Kyle Mills Mitrap event of last week. We had a great turnout for it.
1: Excellent. And if
0: you're still interested, you can find it online. That's wonderful. So, Well done. uh, Well done.
1: Add it to your resume. And
0: and of course, in some special commagers pop addled news, Mm. Jim and Katie made a special appearance somewhere. Why don't you tell us what you guys have been up to?
1: So we went to check out Appetites on Main in Exton,
2: which is the restaurant where Timmy uh, serves and bartends.
1: You can go and see one of the hosts from Pop Addled in real life. He will sign your check. For you, autograph it if you want him to. If you want his autograph, Okay. you know, I mean, you have to sign the check too. But he yeah. could, he would also sign it. You could yeah. keep it as a f- souvenir. Great food. You could,
0: you could potentially just see Keenan sitting there.
1: You might, you might, you might restaurant. get both pop uh, outs.
2: Questionable. They have a great outdoor area,
1: it's fantastic. Oh. So, and the uh, food was excellent. The
2: food was great. Get there. What did you
0: guys get? Heard a lot of
2: great hmm? stuff about
1: the food. I got there. A crab nachos. They were called the oh, Chesapeake Nachos. The Chesapeake what? Nachos. They were so All good. Day there I was would eat so that. much crab on there. Oh, It was a and lot of definitely. delicious crab. Uh, basically, a whole avocado. And a whole avocado. Uh, what? Very fresh. It all felt very fresh. Would
0: that box and travel well?
1: No, no, I don't. I don't. Across state line, I don't think we want to travel with suits. cooked crab. I feel like that's not a good plan. No, but you could probably, come and visit when the pandemic's over. Yes. The kids had fried pickles. They, which love, they loved. Okay, another plus right there. All pickles. day fried pickles,
2: corn dogs.
1: Co- oh my god, they that's loved what the girls. The, the girls
2: got corn dogs. They had like they had like ten choices for their kids' meal, which is.
1: That's if you're like a parent a more
2: than a you're a and you're getting more than chicken fingers in a burger or it, ch- grilled cheese or grilled cheese in the kids section. <laughs> um, it's a good place. That's a yeah. win. A good yeah. place. Yeah. And I Jim, had What did you have? Yeah. I had the I guess I think it's called their ultimate burger. Ooh. Um I kind of forget what is on it, but it was very good. It was, you know, typical burger, but it was yeah. fresh, really really good burger.
1: It was was an excellent experience. The kids, Lily was ready to write a Yelp review about it. She thought it was the best restaurant she had ever been to. And another quick plug, we went there because we had just gone to Treehouse World, which for other parents. What is that? It is the best place you've never been to. (laughs) Um, It is a wooded area, a forest that they have turned into a kid's and adults playground with zip lines. There are pirate ships in the trees that yep. you can walk the plank and repel out of. You can climb trees with handholds and harnesses, just like monkey crawl all the way up to the top. You can do, there's a Ninja warrior course with Ninja warrior course zip lines and balance beams and cargo nets. And Oh my gosh, they had the time of their lives. Oh, there's a giant trampoline. With like bungees where they can go like stories doing, in the air and Eva, flip.
2: Yeah, Eva was doing backflips. Oh, I mean, too much.
1: Amazing. It's too
0: much fun in one Pirate day there. Chips
1: and trees.
0: I love it. You gotta, go. um, you gotta go. I can't wait. I will I will definitely be going to Appetites to Maine. I hear they have a fantastic selection
1: of hot dogs Ooh. as well.
2: They did have a whole hot
1: dog We section. only had yeah. the ones that were wrapped in cornmeal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cornbread. Yep. Okay, well that doesn't sound bad either. Yep. All right, it is time for...
0: The Rundown.
1: Dr. Richard Kimball was living the dream. Wealthy, handsome, surgeon, married to Sheila Ward, until it turned into his worst nightmare. In what seemed to be the blink of an eye he was convicted of a horrendous crime that he did not commit. When a twist of fate rendered him a fugitive of justice, he set his sights on one task finding the one armed murderer who took his wife from him before being sent back to prison. That's it.
0: I like it. That's it. No. Right there, it's there. 1993 is the year, and I just wanted to give you a little context. Uh, when I was researching this, a sneaky, pretty awesome movie year. Let me can Mm. I can I indulge us here quickly before we go into a discussion on the film? This is the top 10 box office films. From 1993, number one, a little film that Jim loves more than any film known to man. And Jimmy Costanzo wears a jacket of this film proudly to this day. Jurassic Park, number one box office. The number two box office film of 1993 is this film. okay? the fugitive number two in the box office. Number three, amazing Tom Cruise film, The Firm. Number four, Sleepless in Seattle which is uh, uh, for remote, uh, romantic comedies, a good movie. You know, yeah. it's, it's up there. I love
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Number
0: five, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. which is fun. Six, uh, a not so good film, Indecent Proposal.
1: Hmm, memorable,
0: sound? measurable. Uh, Skirt number the no, no, table? it's not No, that's That's basic instinct. Number seven,
1: Michael Douglas.
2: That's
0: basically
1: actually, I Demi think Moore. Douglas- yes, Demi, no, it's Moore.
0: Demi Moore, Robert Redford, Woody Harrell. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, number seven in the line of fire.
1: Oh, I like that. Clint
0: Eastwood, mm-hmm. John Malkovich. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Aladdin. In okay. number nine, batshit crazy Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger. And number 10, a favorite of car majors, A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. That's the top ten. And you you throw in other movies we've done on Comagers. Uh Groundhog Day was number 12. Cool Runnings came out. Oh,
1: I love uh, Cool Runnings. Uh, I remember seeing Dave, that in the theater.
0: Dave, which is an amazing fu- uh, film. Demolition Man. Son of a Woman. Uh, and also, well, I know one of Jim's favorite
2: movies. Rookie of the Year. That's not one of my favorite movies. Baseball 1993. They they like is uh, no, I do not yeah. like all baseball films.
0: Okay, so let's talk The Fugitive. When was the last time you saw it? And what were your memories of it prior to this viewing?
2: I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw it. It was probably around 1994 when it came out on video. I probably saw it. um, And then maybe one time in between. I, I don't know. It was probably on TV at some point. um. And I remember liking it. I remember it being being a, a good movie, like just a pretty pretty solid, good standard. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um and we joked like Brian, I will always remember that line. The line the the f- for as quotable as this movie is, I don't quote it ever. Mm. Uh there's a lot of funny quips and things in this movie. But the line when they're in the in the dam and he says, I didn't kill my wife. And he says, I don't don't care. care. But and then the other one is Richard, do you want to don't make me shoot you? That's what he says, right? Don't make me shoot you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Similar. I think I, I definitely saw this movie in 93, 94, maybe saw it one more time after that. And then I don't think I've seen it since. Uh, And yeah, I didn't have a clear memory of the film. I I think I knew it was Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones, but I, and that it was a fugitive. That's about all I remembered.
0: (laughs) So this film had been on my radar for a while for us to do just because I remember how big it was when it came out. Like we Mm -hmm. said, number two movie. I remember going to the theater to see it. I remember them making a huge deal over the spectacle. That is the train crash There was a lot of discussion about that train crash Mm -hmm. at the time and what went into it and being on TV and the trailer. Tommy Lee Jones wins the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in the film. But then it was one of these films like some of the other ones we've talked about a little bit over the last year or so. Maybe Few Good Men's another example, which was awesome, I loved it, but it's just kind of disappeared into the background for a while. So right before (laughs) COVID hit, I was on the treadmill and it's turned into one of those movies that's on like TNT or TBS all the time. And I saw it and I said, I kind of wanna revisit this. And where is it? Is it on any streaming site? And for a long time it wasn't, and then it popped up on HBO Max. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised I'm not going to say this is an earth shattering, no. amazing film that was put on, but I think it falls into one of these spots of films that we talk about occasionally. It's, I don't think they necessarily make this type of film anymore. And I think it's a classic of example of just a good popcorn, you know, thing that you would have gone to the movie theater for in the past to watch. Yeah. It's and funny. I,
2: I like it for that. I, I was thinking while watching it that like it came out before we had as many like procedural mm-hmm. TV dramas. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which have a lot more time to kind of play with like the, the like hunt and the investigation of mm-hmm. a crime. Um, and so this was, I, I think maybe it loses a little steam. Like it because we have, we've been inundated with that for the past you know, since the first CSI or whatever it was, that came out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a fine movie. It's it again. It's nothing earth shattering. Um, it's funny. I, and, and this will come up in five questions, but I just don't really care for Harrison Ford in this movie.
1: Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't well, like him. He comes out of a little bit of a jerk, right? He does, I but feel. that's
2: Harrison Ford. That's yeah. not
1: the character. Yeah, it's, you're right. You bring your feelings about him into the character. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Because um, I think you really like Celia Ward. Like, the little bits you see of her, she seems very warm and engaging.
2: Yeah, but if they, like he, halfway through this so movie much. you found out he really did it, you'd be like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Like, yeah.
1: yeah that, that's a good call. He's not really a warm and fuzzy kind no, of guy. No, and that's, yeah, that's but,
2: the problem with this movie. Even though it's not bad, I think... you you should have just been following Tommy Lee way more and had him putting it together.
0: I I could see that. I have, that's something I want to talk about later in terms of how much more of Tommy Lee you could have seen. Yeah. The interesting thing about Ford's performance is I, I do think it ties into the idea of, My question is this. This was based on a TV show that was episodic and on Mm -hmm. a much longer period of time there. If he is a truly lovable, beloved figure, are you able to sell that a jury would think he killed his wife, which is the core premise of that, right? Like they kind of go through that pretty quickly, right? The wife dies. He says, yes, this "You don't happens. really get any of the details." But do I mean? But he's found guilty. So you, just, I, I'm willing to throw some of that to the side. I like Harrison Ford, so I'm okay with it. But mm-hmm. to me, this is an example of what we were getting in the late '80s to early mid '90s, where this is clearly a starring vehicle that that's just being played around. Harrison Ford in the mindset that people are going to go see Harrison Ford. And in essence, I think he's being Harrison Ford. And we've had some discussions about this before with like Tom Cruise or like Michael B. Jordan. You know, are we going to see the characters they're playing or do they just kind of embody those characters to be clear? I think Michael B. Jordan and Tom Cruise do a little bit, better of a job <laughs> they in do much in, the, in their roles. But I mean, I think people are going to see this because it's Harrison Ford and he is the movie star, which they used to do back then, maybe more so than they do now.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know if we're being asked to stretch our understanding of him at all. I, I think that the character they've created for him is kind of jerky, right? Like he's, he's driven he has professional relationships, but really like the person he's closest to is his wife and mm. they have a good relationship. But I don't know if you really it seems like people respect him. Mm-hmm. People think he's good at what he does. Yeah.
2: You really only have it's, that one scene at the party to really judge right. all of that.
1: And so I don't know if you're really supposed to get much connection to him. Um, I think you do end up rooting for him. I think, you know, especially when they start threading through his memories of the evening, mm-hmm. which mm. I have to say, like, you know, for 93, I I felt like the cinematography was really good, except for a few bad shots with the stunt doubles. Um, I felt like it kept you very much, you know, on on the edge of your seat, you know, trying to figure out what actually happened. And the way that they spliced in... His memories of the evening and and how that shifted with time. Like <laughs> that he didn't remember everything at the beginning and it would come to him in little clips. Um I don't know. I thought that was done really well. I, I like yeah, the, the pace problem of with the story. I thought it I thought it was well done.
2: The problem with that is that they showed things that he couldn't have remembered because he wasn't in the room. Oh. Which was true. really weird. It, it's weird in retrospect. Yeah, so like, they were it was I like, get like it. Third were they, were they showing
0: yeah, were they showing that from his perspective though or were they trying to show it I which I Jim I know you're not always a fan of when they show us No but th- well, they both. made it seem They're doing
1: both but they're doing yeah Most of the yeah. times
2: when they did when they went back to that night they made it seem like he was thinking Yeah. And so like yeah, it's, that's it's not confusing yes. it's just like what but it is what it yeah,
1: is Yeah you're but, seeing her with I, the Do you know what and, uh, I, The
0: that. interesting yeah. thing about this movie is that I think so much of the choices that are made of it is in essence for like a one viewing film. Like this was clearly made to target the widest possible audiences possible. Yeah, I mean, there is a thriller It is kind of a whodunit, but this is not one of those like really intricate. Right, right, right. Thrillers, you know, it's, it's more of, a, I think your point of a procedural is right, Jim. And that's why I was thinking back then, you know, there probably weren't what we think of today with CSI and all these NCISs and all these other things that inundate TV. So the idea of having like a whodunit thriller, the novelty of that was maybe more broad for a general audience than it is today where we get that on TV so much.
1: That's true, but I do, like, I thought as somebody who really enjoyed those kinds of stories for a period of my life, I thought they did a good job of, Showing the way his brain would think, like the things that he would notice, you know, that he would go from the hospital angle, finding, you know, center for prosthetic or, or searching for the people that would have that specific kind of prosthetic. And, and then the hinge, you know, like mm-hmm. that all made sense to me. Like that's what his brain would pick up. Yeah. Um, and then watching the way that Tommy Lee Jones approached it and, you know, (laughs) the way that he would proceed in, in the investigation. I thought that was all really well done. Yep.
2: Yeah. And, and the group of, of Marshalls was great. You know, you, you get just enough of those characters for it to be funny and kind of serious and you kind of get, you know, they're all in support of trying to figure out who Tommy Lee is Mm. as a character, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're not they're not fully formed individuals, but they serve their purpose, I Mm -hmm. guess, and in in an interesting way.
1: I wanted to circle back to your comment about the Richard Kimball character. There's a moment where I think as an audience, your feelings toward him shift and it's, it's in the van when they're leaving the court. Are they leaving the courthouse all the prisoners are being transported. Right. Yeah. And then they try the, the prisoners try to take over the van. They end up in this, you know, action packed scene of the van yeah. gets hit by a train. They're rolling down the mountain. All of these things happen. Um, but you see that Richard Kimball makes a choice to try to save the prison guard. Mm. And he does, he does, does, does he does, yeah, does he does save the prison him. guard. <laughs> um, and that's his first instinct, instead of getting out, you know, taking care of himself. And so I think that's the moment where um, the audience kind of sees, sees. Yes, he's a doctor, and that's you know, but there's his a training. heroic. But aspect absolutely, to him. Yes. there's a part of him that just genuinely cares. Yeah. Brother humans. Well, and, and then and, with I the mean, kid it, at the hospital, when he takes care of the kid and the stretcher. He was, I, I, listen, There's some I great like, scenes. I think this is
0: one of those things I like Harrison Ford. And I, you know, if you like Harrison mm-hmm. Ford and a lot of people, I mean, at that time period in particular, he was one of the, the go to box office stars. I mm-hmm. think you're going to like this. What's interesting to me is I was thinking about this and then going back and looking at the movies leading up to this for people our age. In many respects, this was our first introduction to Harrison Ford in one of his non big franchise films. Mm. The adult, I mean, this is a PG-13 movie, but if you look at a lot of what Harrison Ford was doing post Indiana Jones and Star Wars, which we would have, as kids would have known him, um, his films consist of Witness, which we probably watched, but maybe shouldn't have been watching. Mm. Um, Mosquito Coast, which kids weren't watching. Frantic kids weren't watching Working Girl, which is a great movie with Melanie Griffith and Sigurd. But again, kids weren't watching. Presumed Innocent, a hard R courtroom thriller and regarding Henry, which was in it. So for many for us, I think w- he was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And this is another movie we could see him. In. Mm-hmm. So I think that, it, you know, that was interesting. Unless you were a Jack Ryan fan, which I read Tom Clancy. So I was excited when he did um, he did Patriot games. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of uh, people our age. So if you were in your 30, late 30s now or your 40s, this was the big popcorn. I'm going to go see Harrison Ford in a movie. There's Indiana Jones on solo. So I think that I remember being excited to see Harrison Ford in a movie because obviously he played for somebody our age the, Probably two of the most iconic film characters of our childhood. So the, to be able to go see him in a movie was interesting to me. Oh make.
1: yeah, this movie had to have done well in the box office, right? Can, we get, can two, we get some yeah. numbers? Yeah, it was I mean, the, yeah, number so two. absolutely. It was number
0: two, and it was just a yeah, was, tad was it, under was it two hundred? Uh, it was August. It came out in August, yeah. so yeah, summer movie yeah. into fall. I
1: mean, and this a, is back a good when movie. movies played like, I, for a long time. I think I think it still holds up. I
0: so I think it's still good. Let, So let me give you a couple of thoughts when we posted this on social media. First of all, a big a big love fest for this movie from pretty much everybody who had seen it. But a few things that I found interesting as people were discussing it, and I kind of agreed. One of the things that makes maybe us enjoy it, and my question is, does it transcend to younger viewers? As somebody pointed out today in our chat, you know, before this movie is the problem with a thriller like this today is does it work with modern technology? You know, and it doesn't. And, you know, for us, having grown up in that time period where there were no cell phones and we didn't have all the technology we have today, for us, it's very simple to watch that. Does a younger viewer, are they going to relate to that? Is that going to be interesting to them? Or is that going to seem kind of ridiculous? I don't know. I mean, does this movie carry enough? I mean, to me, I still love occasionally the payphones, right? And, you know, the fact that there's not cameras everywhere, or the idea that they take car, you know, all these things that he is doing. But I think that's, and I don't think that's a critique. I don't think you can go back and critique a film in that respect. You know, yeah, I think it still but- works. But to me, it worked. But my question is Do for younger viewers, or is Jim right with so many procedurals now and it's focused on the technology? Is this going to seem out of date? You know, like some of the things we talk about with is this gonna turn into like a an older Hitchcock thriller or something like that where there is only people who are gonna love film that are gonna be drawn to it Here's because people difference. are gonna different things.
1: It's a good story. No, I'll tell it's you it's not like movie makers just proving that they can do something cool. I think those are the movies that die.
2: It's an okay story at oh, best. All right. Like uh, like when pretty pretty you story. Well that's my point with the procedurals is that this is not going to seem interesting in the least because it's like, oh, yeah, then he figures out this and he does that and he does that, and now we know who did it. Like, it's not, there's nothing, um, it's not like a twisty turny kind of figuring it out. Because well, I see,
1: I don't know, I thought maybe that it, it was is. like complex <laughs> enough. I don't think that this is a storyline that you've seen done over and over again. I think the notion, certainly we have many stories of somebody being accused of a crime. They didn't commit. Right. Um, Of it being your spouse, of there being a a plot against you. Right. Like, so this was somebody um, purposely set up. Right. Right. So that makes it very different. It's not just the wrong person was accused of the crime. Um, I, I think that that's a really interesting story and you know would anybody besides Richard Kimball be able to get themselves out of this absolutely not right like that person would have just gone to jail and
2: Wesley Snipes does it in the next movie
0: <laughs> which uh, which is to discuss I, I find interesting because Tommy Lee Jones is great in this movie yeah I mean, fantastic. The other marshals are great in this movie, but I think that's this film is also a cautionary tale of what happens at times when secondary characters or supporting characters are then given their own vehicles. Um, Because U.S. Marshals, which was the (laughs) spinoff of this with Tommy Lee Jones, is a bad is
2: a bad movie with Wesley Snipes as the as the and, wrongly convicted again, and wrongly accused, and and Robert okay. Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, it's, in dumb. It, it's and, dumb.
2: You
1: can't hold that. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. I was just okay. making. No, I was we're just using it as a point. The, I actually um... think
0: it's interesting. Like that's a jumping off point. Like what happens when you get these characters? Like the. I think the balance of this film really works because it there's always just enough. They're giving us enough of both characters. Yeah. Like I, this film does not work with Richard Kimball without Gerard chasing him yeah. like that balance and that dynamic had to be perfect because I'm not sure either character on their own is enough to carry the film. But the balance that Andrew Davis, the director, got in terms of the editing process, I think is almost spot on with in terms of how he did.
2: Yeah. It. To me, the 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 stuff that stands up for in this movie that I really like and I think is unique to it is sort of like how he how he's conducting the manhunt, I think those moments where he's telling people what to do and like and why is is something you don't see in those procedurals right like you you see people following clues and clues and clues until there's like a confrontation, but this wasn't like about the you know Tommy Lee's not trying to solve anything. Kimball's trying to solve the crime, yeah, Tommy Lee's just trying to catch him. And that's like, his job. Right, right, right. And, right. And, just... and and I thought that was interesting. Like, you know, the setting up the perimeters, check every <laughs> outhouse, house, whatever. In yeah, yeah. in house,
0: uh doghouse. Dog house, yeah.
2: It's um no, go ahead. Sorry. I, and then, you know, when, when they see him at the hospital and then, you know, they're up on the roof trying to give Tommy Lee directions on which way he, he was running through through the uh you know, whatever the plaza yeah, I like those parts.
0: Um I was thinking as I watched this and then I was kind of looking at Harrison Ford's film. This in in terms of his box office clout, this is his eighth highest grossing film. Every other one in his top 10 is a franchise film. And then I started to think that back a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Tom Cruise and, you know, Jim saying, you know, we want to, I, I'd like to see Tom Cruise do something other than a mission impossible movie and things like this. Do you feel we've moved unfortunately away from the big marquee stars from doing non franchise? I was just trying to think, it seems like everything's a franchise now and the idea of coming out with something that's even a spinoff of a TV show and doing it as a one-off which by and large, this was because Harrison Ford doesn't come back. There was really I don't think any hope that this was going to turn into a franchise. Do Are we just not going to get that anymore? Does it is everything have to be? It seems like Christopher Nolan's one of the few directors that's doing wholly from a big blockbuster perspective that doesn't have some kind of connected universe or franchise.
1: I think you're, why is I think that? The question is really about the. Where the money is going and what kind of actors yeah. are doing what kind of films because yes those movies still exist are they getting the kind of funding that your you know universe your Marvel universe movies and your <laughs> franchise films are getting no they're not they're not getting that kind of financial backing and you have certain actors that I don't think are taking those risks I th- I think you've got you know. Only a certain kind of actor is going to go to a more independent film. And, you know,
0: but i interesting, though, I don't I wouldn't. This was not this was a big budget film. I just even like films like this, which were were no brain greenlit films. Right. Like, let's get. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, and we're going to do a one-off film here. Now, granted, it's based on a TV show or whatever, and let's do it. I feel like that's not even happening. Not even big, but, you know, every big budget film that's being churned out now has to have the potential or has to have an actor signed to a three-picture deal associate. And that's kind of annoying to me. I do like the fact that this was a blockbuster kind of one-off
2: interesting I don't know. Harrison Ford
1: was just in The Call of the Wild. Just one and done. I don't. It probably wasn't. Big. Yeah. Yeah. But he's
2: not Harrison. I mean, he's not yeah. 1993 Harrison Ford anymore.
0: No. And that was not a very successful
2: film. I thought it looked. Clear. I thought the CGI looked terrible in the in the uh, trailer.
1: Yeah. Well, I was. Sometimes I feel like it's bad in the trailer, but then by the yeah, time you see maybe. the final product, it's cleaned anyway, up. Yeah. I, I don't know, Brian.
2: Yeah. It's it, to me. It's not. Yeah, it's just Hollywood do it, trying to maximize profits. So um, that's I, how that works. <laughs>
0: probably not going to happen anytime Fast soon. Furious, we'll get 10. that again.
2: No.
0: Yeah, they're they're going to space in the next Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious. By the way, not real space like Mission Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible ninety
1: nine.
0: Uh, speaking of Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. which had a better train crazy train sequence in your mind, The Fugitive or Mission Impossible: The Original?
2: The Fugitive.
0: Like I mean, like I that?
2: don't, I, I don't like the idea of the helicopter near the train in no. Mission Impossible. I just think that's I'm going stupid.
1: Indiana Jones.
2: <laughs> oh, the the with the river, the That was a really. I, a, I, I don't good love call, the honestly. train scene in Mission Impossible. I just.
1: I, it, I, I it, don't know how much I would call this a true. Is it really like a train scene? No, it's just a it's crash. A, it's a van scene. It's an scene. action
0: <laughs> set piece.
1: By the yeah, way. Yeah, but you've got those like crazy train chases, you know. Oh, yeah. i do no, not know. I, so
2: I of love this. the part in Mission Impossible while they're on the train. Like okay. what's happening and like the, you know, who's who. You just what's don't going.
0: love it once they get on top of the train.
2: Yeah. I okay. don't mind them on top of the train. Like literally driving the helicopter through the tunnel is fucking stupid.
0: It's a little crazy. I will. I will. And the rest of
2: the movie doesn't. go The rest of the movie is such a, a tighter like, explain why. Like right, the white room is crazy, but it makes sense. And 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 how they're protecting the knock list and all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. But like, for a guy to like p- be piloting a helicopter, to decide to follow a train into a tunnel. yeah, no.
0: Well, remember he was clipped onto it.
2: Yeah, no, still oh, right, right. I forgot about that. That doesn't
0: matter. Um, listen, I, I do find the 90s really interesting because the run of I, films I enjoyed least that were mm-hmm. movies based on TV shows. You get This Is One of Them, Mission Impossible was one, Untouchables, which was late 80s, was another good one. So there was some good TV stuff being turned uh, into movies in and around that time. Not something that we see much happening anymore. Um, but maybe who knows, you know, those were most older likely TV the other shows. way now. It is. You're, you're, you're true. Old, It'll isn't? be interesting though, because um, you know, like some of those shows were about off the air for like 20 years. So it'd be interesting to see like in 10 mm-hmm. or 15 years, which shows that went off the air, like would a show like Lost be turned into a movie franchise? Would some, you know, some of these other things that were pop culture, major TV shows yeah. like the fugitive was, I mean, the fugitive at the final episode of The Fugitive was one of the top, if not number one, like top two viewed Television shows in history for a while,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and mash surpassed it. So, I mean, this was a show not that we watch, but I mean, our parents and things like that would have been into that show. And the idea of who Richard Kimball was, and the idea that he actually got the one armed man at the end was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I thought they did as a self contained one off movie. Did a nice job of giving it some stakes. Uh, In terms of what was going on with it, though,
2: if you're going to hire real cops to play cops in your movie, (laughs) don't have them speaking. Don't don't let them talk. Here's the thing. Those guys were complete fucking (laughs) morons
1: as characters maybe it was accurate. <laughs> yeah like now i'm like
2: are those those guys you know are they, they really realize were, they were real cops dude if well, they're not real cops how was, did they get on screen yeah because they have to, were to be fair, fucking brutal
0: to be fair because in the wire they use some real cops and the cops could act they yeah, turned out have to be again. real yeah act. but they don't they give they the don't arc?
2: give them much to do
0: well that is uh you know what i'll give you that, that is, i mean that this is right up there word. with
2: diehard with the local police like and uh what, what the fed? It's like almost the reverse, Can right? We, but, in Die Hard, it's the feds that get blown up in the in the yes, helicopter, yes, and they're yes, yeah. trying to shoot everybody. There and is, this, yes. it's the reverse. It's the local police trying to kill everybody and be awful.
1: There's a character that we've seen play a cop in a few shows and movies. That when we finally looked it up, it was like, oh yeah, he was a real cop, and then he became an actor. Mm, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna yeah, itch yeah. at my brain.
2: Well, we did know that the 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 commander in Beverly Hills Cop. Was the real was the real chief. The chief. Yes. And he was amazing. Yes.
1: No, maybe I think that's exactly what I was thinking of. He was. Yes. Yes.
2: These two like Irish, you know, good old boy, Chicago beat cops are just Complete fucking assholes in this movie, <laughs> and that's the perspective of the filmmaker, not me. Like there is not any punches held on like yeah, no. how awful local PD is in this movie.
1: Yeah, true story. Okay.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Um, the fugitive. I, the You should see it. You should. I, it. Yeah, you should. should. It. Oh, interesting. It's but I just wanted to quickly share this trivia. Somebody shared it with us right before we went on the air. The train itself from that sequence. Uh-huh um from the movie is still in place they filmed it in north carolina the whole movie and they never removed the train so you could apparently go visit the train if you're wherever yeah. they filmed it in oh, north carolina can, I can you, train you get see. in
2: the bus burn and i'll pull you
0: out
1: they charge money Th- that admission. would
0: be that would be awesome and the dam is there as well that you can go see yeah um Awesome. That's that's it. You know, hey, you know, I you know, really enjoyable. Facts. It was fun it's facts. a fun it's a fun movie to watch and it is on HBO Max right. so you can watch it. All right, time for game of the week. Ah!
2: did you did you do this katie did you get any? Do, do you it written Are down you ready I so. ready yeah. all right here we go game of the week this week's game of the week is
0: recast it we're asking our challenge of the day to recast the film we want you to recast richard kimball we want you to recast gerard and we want you to recast the one-armed man who i did didn't get any credit. talk in this oh, any right. film no talk, actually, about the one-armed man in this movie, but that's okay. Uh, okay, who wants to go first? I'm going first. All right, go. Uh,
1: you know I had to flip this and make it all women, because that's how I do. Uh, so, Dr. Richard Kimball, we're going to take riding on the coattails of the Watchmen and her Emmy victories, Regina King, as Dr. Richard Kim- Kimball. Mm, so uh, husband will be Mar Marshalla Ali. I always mess up his first name. Mm.
0: Marshall. Every, yeah, yeah, everybody messes He's up. He's awesome. Don't yeah. worry. Thank You're you. okay. Go with it. Think so, about, but he think gets about, killed. Yeah. Think about
1: the chemistry, though, between the two of them.
0: Yeah. Hotness. He's awesome. That's
1: some hotness right there. Um, then the one armed man is going to be Bryn of Tarth. Gwendolyn Brienne. Oh. Brienne of Tarth. Gwendolyn Christie. She's gigantic. Like She's gigantic. She is
0: very tall. I want to so see that the makes
1: fight sense scene that between between Regina King Regina would King. not be able to take her. Yeah. Because yeah. Brienne makes is sense.
2: giant. That came up okay. during my yeah, I had an you gotta, issue with you size. To think there. about that yeah. right? You gotta think about that. Kimball's struggle. gotta survive that. Absolutely. Fight. That's right. Uh, okay. And
1: then Gerard, our marshal, will be played by the excellent Juliana Margulies. Who I really enjoy, and oh, I think would be good, great in that role. He is really good. Yeah, yeah. she could
0: be. Yep. She could be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Thank good. You. All right, all right, Jim. What do you got?
2: I um, I I stuck with males. Um, okay, but I I think I like that. I want to see this movie. Thank you. I have. Um, no, no, not oh, yours. Oh, yours. Oh, I thought mine <laughs> was. Very good. I, I mean, I, I thought think if, it was being mine. Complimentary if it was a double feature, yeah, I better. I if it was a double one. feature, I would see both. Now I feel foolish. Um, <clears throat> for Richard Kimball, I have Idris. Of course. Because he just looks like he could be a doctor. He could he be. He could do anything. Right.
0: He has that gray beard at
2: points. Yeah, you know, yeah he's he be, very. So perfect. He's Luther. He has the professor. And he
1: does have that, like, skilled surgeon, but also good heart sort of thing going on.
2: Uh, sexy. For sexy. Gerard, I have Ryan Reynolds.
0: Oh. oh, I could see that. A little mm-hmm. like, Interesting. You know, okay. I like the line read. Kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of the Deadpool character mm-hmm. you could bring into it. What's with the bit. one?
1: No, is it uh, Fast and the Furious? Where he's more of like the... No, that you're
2: thinking that? of Hobbs and no, Shaw. No, Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. 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 yeah, he's... but I was thinking okay. more of like, yeah, Smoking Aces or, yeah. you know, okay. whatever. Alright, I um, love it. The one arm man. Again, this person needs to, to win a, f- a somewhat frantic fight against Idris, uh-huh. which is not e- not going to be easy um with one arm. Uh, I'm going with Vince Vaughn as the one arm man.
0: Oh, I was thinking to see of him. He's kind of like a I, I like that actually.
2: Yeah, I needed to think of someone who was big, but also could play like a run down cop. Broke, rundown down That's what cop. he was. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. And then as the shitty best friend doctor.
0: <laughs> that guy was such a...
2: RDJ. <laughs>
1: yeah, really? Yeah, yes. He like,
2: was a sleazy. I, like I can see that. All... You wouldn't um, want to see him be sleazy? No. Um, you
0: just love that Alex Finch RDJ. No, you love Tony Stark. Re- him. I reincarnated love him. Uh, man. Um, it might have been I had had too much to drink while I was watching this film because I was like, what if the Muppets were in this? What oh if I oh, did a, Muppets that's a good idea version what? of? Oh, that's I love like idea. the Muppets,
2: Treasure Island, or the yeah. Muppets, like, re- yeah, the recasting of the Muppets with Muppets uh, is great. This is a all little
1: right. bit dark for the Muppets. Oh, I oh do, no, I, I, I disagree.
2: I think it'd be great. Treasure Island's so, not
1: dark.
0: So I think, of course, my favorite Muppet of all has to be Dr. Richard Kimball. And that is Fozzie Bear.
1: Oh my God! There is no person
0: that could play <laughs> you got, Marshall Gerard right. other than Sam the Eagle. Oh, yes, my goodness. And then as the one-armed man, there cannot be a muppet feature without Animal. Animal, Animal as yeah. the one-armed. But see the man. The,
2: um, the Joe Pants character yes. has to be the shrimp. No oh, I love what, the shrimp. What's his name? I don't oh, even know. Fred, oh, I, isn't it? He isn't has a, he has a yeah, Frenchie. French, I think. Frenchie? Because he has yeah. the French accent. How about goes, the Jane Lynch? Dr. Oh, yeah. How that about would, Jane Lynch and Neil yes. Flynn That's from Scrubs, the janitor? I know. Grant is a great
0: group. And I think the they
2: sh- actually use that clip in Scrubs oh, as like a joke, like in one of the later seasons. Okay. They talk about his appearance on the fu- in the fugitive oh, or something. Like they're watching it. the fugitive and they're and like he what? In there. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. And uh, a very young Julianne Moore. Yep. Yes. Who is great as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's recast it. Muppets, feel free. Disney Plus, Muppets <laughs> Recasting. <it> Let's <laughs> make it happen.
2: Oh, dude. The Muppets do seven? Yes. Oh. My oh. God. <laughs> I, love beaker, as Avenue, Q, I love beaker as the Kevin Spacey character. Avenue Q, Beaker as the Kevin Spacey character. Come I on,
0: absolutely love that idea. Yeah, I'm all. I'm completely down for that. Yeah, we'll get I'm financing disturbed. for that. Gonzo too. is
1: as Brad Pitt. I'm disturbed. Okay, that, I think great. I also it's great drank before. that way too fast. Yeah, okay, and it's, <laughs> it's burning. Super, That's burning. The my barrel
0: throat. proof is that is two hundred percent. It's like one hundred and
2: twenty-three proof. On fire right now, so it's sixty percent alcohol.
0: Uh, okay, time for five questions. Here okay. we go. You want answers? You want answers? I,
2: want the truth. I forgot to tell Brian that I heard That's this song. Bad.
0: Mr. Lebowski. No,
2: you told what me. What the fuck is the name? Why? So this song that I cut up with the movie clips is actually like a free song you can use. It's no licensing. There's an actual commercial on YouTube right now that uses that song. And I was like, what is this?
0: <laughs> I know people are probably surprised that we're not commissioning <laughs> yeah. uh, highly paid <laughs> artists, Brown to our, commissioning to, artists to, yeah. for her podcast to, do, to music. do our yeah. soundbags,
1: but we free, are using free. I would love um, to
2: commission someone I just can't afford to yeah, pay them. Yeah. Um, um, all right, Brian, you right, ready? Brian's yes. answering today. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the Chicago dog? Uh,
0: okay. Well, I this was a spoiler. I kind of foreshadowed my love of hot dogs earlier in the episode. Um, I, I, I guess I'm thumbs up on it. There's not everything on a Chicago dog that I would eat. But if it is a hot dog, mm-hmm. uh, I will eat it as an yeah. evident of the fact that there was a period of about three straight weeks in junior year of college where Jim and I ate off the hot dog roller Excuse at me. the university Excuse of Scranton. Me.
2: <laughs> I certainly did
0: not eat off that hot dog roller. You absolutely did get hot dogs as well off that hot dog
1: roller. You have certainly eaten off of hot dog rollers. It's been a while, but yes. Yeah. Well, he's talking about college.
2: No, but like that, I remember being kind of grossed out by that hot dog oh, thing. You, you were eating those hot dogs. All right, Jim, there tell us what is. A Okay, dog so is. a Chicago style hot dog <laughs> to me is disgusting. Yep, uh, and I'll tell you why. It's topped with yellow mustard. Gross. Love it. Chopped Onion. white onions. Gross. Oh it, god. I'm in, I'm in, in on it. Mouth. Bright green sweet pickle no. relish. you see, no. I would not
0: be. That's where I'm out Ugh. on it, kind of a little bit. A no. dill
2: pickle spear. I'll take that.
0: Absolutely. I'll take,
2: I'll take the dill pickle. Tomato slices okay. or wedges. Okay.
0: Yeah, I could deal with
2: that. Sure. That would be. And right then it says that. pickled sh- uh, sport peppers. Celery. You know, celery salt I, is important. Okay. And it has to be on a poppy seed. Yeah. Roll. I'm, in, yeah, I'm or... in for
0: a lot of that except the uh, I'm not a big pickle relish person I don't know what the other thing was I so. hate
2: pretty much everything about this Yep. Um, if I'm having a hot dog I want it to be um, an all beef that's good that's that's a deal breaker if it's not like all beef hmm. okay. uh, I'm going to think it's not good uh, mustard on a roll that's it
1: now, here's an interesting little tidbit that Wikipedia has that I didn't know, mm-hmm. is that uh, the hot dog arrived in Chicago through Frankfurt mm-hmm. from Vienna, and they've been known to be a Frankfurt food since the 13th century.
0: frank Crazy. Footers, remember, they're also known mm-hmm. as. <laughs> also, just <laughs> to delve way. into a little Chicago <laughs> history, it was uh, Chicago, of course, was the home of basically just slaughterhouses everywhere oh, yeah they true. were the slaughterhouse Slaughter of the country i Five. read that in high school
1: yep. never ate a hot dog again
0: everywhere mm-hmm. yep. a little book uh, upton sinclair's the jungle yep, yep. read, oh,
1: read sorry. that one I before said slaughterhouse your... five. yeah that, I, meant... I was like slaughterhouse sorry, five was... is not about yeah. that
0: <laughs> no i read meant... that one before your summer barbecue yep. and see how you do it's one of the
1: only books i remember reading in high school actually
0: yeah because yeah, it's so disgusting very memorable. You, you, it doesn't go away very
1: memorable
2: yeah. all right question number two would you rather survive a train derailment or a plunge off a dam? Uh, I hate heights.
0: So how injured am I from the train derailment?
1: Like as okay. injured
2: as Richard was. I
1: feel like you're okay. I feel like inside I of a train would car, do that. you have a much better chance than I, jumping he was, off speaking, of a dam. Speaking, he
2: was completely fine after jumping off the deck Yeah, I doubt yeah. that. Well, he strongly, would have. That was death.
1: That's first off, going to die. He
2: would not have been
1: able to clear <laughs> the, 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 the
2: concrete. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's whatever.
0: Nope. Listen, I Take completely bought that because. High school students in the 80s were doing that jump at Action
2: Park.
1: Every there you go. Day, and most of, of them summer. lived. Mo- most <laughs> lived. Only a you few of them. You should never did.
2: be the second person to die in a wave pool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they didn't have to airlift. They only really had to airlift long. out two to three people a week from Action <laughs> Park. All right. Um, I will say this one of the favorite lines from this movie is when Tommy Lee Jones said, He just did a Peter Pan off the. <laughs>
1: I love it. off the edge. Love Tommy Lee Jones. In this.
2: And then they say holy shit like eight times, don't they? I, I know.
1: Holy but it's PG 13. It yeah, was yeah, cool. It's yeah, great.
2: It's cool. The best um, non. Oh, so this is our fill in the blank question. Yes. The best non franchise Harrison Ford movie is blank.
0: This one's tough because my choice is kind of split, but it, unfortunately, it is a franchise now. I would have. My first choice would have been Blade Runner twenty forty nine.
2: That's not a franchise. You don't think
0: it is? Because there's two of them, so I kind of eliminated. I could. They're I would like have said maybe thirty Blade, years apart. I guess. I know. Is so. I would say those, but I'm going to pull those apart just because somebody might say that they're okay. a connected universe. Um, I would probably go with uh, with the Fugitive is my most most watchable one. Though there are two others that I really enjoy. And first one. one. What? Oh, Air Force One is good, but it's it's not Air Force One. I love Working Girl with Melanie Griffith, Mm -hmm. Sigourney. But he's more of a supporting player kind of in that Mm -hmm. one. And also, if you haven't seen it, um, Presumed Innocent, which is based on a Scott Mm -hmm. Turow novel, is a really good movie. But I think The Fugitive, if I had to pick a non-franchise, and we're not counting Blade Runner because there's two of them, I would go with The Fugitive.
2: I think when I was writing this, I thought, I don't really like Harrison Ford at all. I wow. love Indiana Jones, I love Han Solo, and I hate Harrison Ford. I hate his little earring. I don't like him in pretty much earring. anything else. Wow. Witness is excellent, and, Witness is and a good movie. I remember really liking the one time I watched What Lies Beneath.
0: That's a good movie. That's kind of an underrated movie, too. Yeah. But again, I feel so much of that is Michelle Pfeiffer that makes that movie. Is it Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie? It is Michelle oh. Pfeiffer, yeah.
2: Interesting. Okay, Uh, number four, our favorite movie. What is your favorite prison movie? Okay, so the obvious
0: choice for people for prison movies is Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. right? Not going there. Not going to go there. Uh, I have three uh, selections to watch if you're interested in a prison film. Uh, First is a little 1994 film starring one Mr. Ray Liotta, No Escape a futuristic account I of like a military movie. dinner with uh, Ernie Hudson. Very underrated film. Uh, I also love the Burt Reynolds 1974 football prison movie, The Longest Yard. Do Great not movie. like the Adam Sandler remake. And another one from <laughs> 2001, which is a, a really kind of a, a, a truly a tremendous movie. It's called The Last Castle. Yep. And it has Robert Redford, James Gandolfini, and Mark Ruffalo. And it is awesome if that you've is never a great movie it. yeah it's a great just i mean amazing movie if you've never seen it the last castle
2: all right awesome and number five deep thoughts if you were on the run from the u.s marshals which friend would you ask for help and why
0: well we've established on this show i basically have two friends which is jim and jerry so okay. i'm fucked
2: well, let's just I'm, say i'm completely
0: people. fucked either way
2: which so, person would you ask for uh, help and why? i would
0: i would ask my godparents because they're super rich <laughs> and they could get me out of the country
1: there you go you gotta you get go, you have to know your resources you need you, you, you need to you know gotta, which
2: people would bend their morals yeah.
1: to help you Brian. Right. well
0: money is what gets you through well, I guess, and so. yeah. you know, or I'm I'm trying to think of people I know outside of the country. Let Let's be obviously clear. I would last no more than 35 seconds as a fugitive, uh, in any way, shape, and 35 may be generous by 30 seconds. So
2: I wouldn't have he made it out a of dozen that. languages. He will blend <laughs> yeah, in. He's surprisingly he will disappear. Fast. He's very fast. <laughs> I with kind any luck he already has the grail by now he
0: would jump I, down the sewer I, yeah I, I would not even go into a sewer <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I would have surrendered. A big sewer. Like, it, like they, it, a no,
1: big giant sewer, I, sewer uh, you didn't even they, have to get wet. When they uh, look into the so. sewer, there that was a moment where I was like, would he really fit in that? That yes. feels that, very small. That was small. like Georgie going down
2: there from <laughs> it. That
1: is a very tiny opening. But there, there is,
0: in all all uh, purposes, there are some actually pretty cool prison movies out yes. there if people are interested in Yeah, and, in and then
2: you get it. into like the Prisoner of War movies, like Great Escape. I thought, it, could you consider oh, that a right, prison yeah. movie? We, I, also you know, has,
1: I, we have a, a comment giving us a few suggestions the green yes. mile
2: yep yeah um, what about I, I, you uh, know what?
1: the alcatraz one
0: the rock oh no, uh the rock well yeah but i don't consider that that's a movie set yeah birdman escape from alcatraz is a great one yeah there's some great prison movies out there actually um all right and that is five questions um Before we go, we had some very sad news. If you follow us on social media, Um, you know, we unfortunately last week, uh, just a truly amazing person uh, passed away. You know, someone who's family to people on the show, friend, just great person. For those of you who just listen to the show and maybe don't know us as well, you uh, will have gotten to know him through our few good men episode. And that was Josh Fulmer. Uh, who passed away tragically last week and yep. were absolutely heartbroken yeah,
2: by that. He was an amazing guy. Um and you can just listen to that episode to uh get a little 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 piece of of uh what he brought to this world.
1: I I love that in that episode um he talks about all of the things that were most important to him. Um and so you hear about his love for his mother and her love of LA law, Her his yes. love for his wife, Emily, <laughs> who is another one of our favorite guests. Yes. yes. Um, so it's a, it's a, a great remembrance yeah. of Mr. Joshua Fulmer, our solicitor.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, so we've shared on social media, if you have a chance and you follow us, there's a, a go fund me, Um, that you can follow. But for us, we were trying to figure out what we could do. And, you know, I always, when we have guests, make notes of movies that they talk about in love so that we can have them back on. And it was on my list for next year uh, to have him back to do Scent of a Woman, which along with Few Good Men, which he loved, uh, was the movie that helped inspire him to become a lawyer, where he did such amazing work in his life so next week we will be doing scent of a woman
1: yeah all right so we're gonna raise our glass raise the glass to josh Raise a glass to josh Friends cheers and home. cheers josh josh fulmer cheers rest well and we will see you
0: next week to talk scent of a woman
1: bye commenters bye everybody